Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about how to make a difficult change. More to come on that in a moment, but first, let's tune in to the sound of the bells. Hmm. Have you ever found yourself trying to make a change in your life, but struggling to do so? Maybe a different way you want to act in the world, be, emote, behave, just some sort of change, maybe even a habit change, but really struggling to put that into place in any sort of sustainable way. Well, as you can imagine, making behavior change and shifting habits is a whole big area, and we could do a full year's worth of podcast episodes just on that. But one of the big things that makes it difficult to to make change in a sustainable way is that we don't yet have the the infrastructure, the thought patterns, the belief systems that we would have if we were the kind of person that did the thing we want to do. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's say you're someone that wants to read more, and you already have a finite amount of time throughout the day, you already feel stretched, and the idea of getting in more reading, like a half hour of reading, already feels like a lot. And what happens? You, you make the intention to read more, maybe you know 20 pages per day, but as you go throughout your day, other things come up. There are the podcasts you need to listen to, the conversations you need to have, the phone calls you need to make, this time with the kids, time for emails. Everything just comes in and it gets in the way of doing the thing that you want to do. Now, it might sound like I'm taking this in the direction of learning to manage your time and your priorities, but it's not quite that because there are people that have lots to do that get that amount of reading done, or twice as much, three times as much, or four times as much. So what is the difference? Well, one of the key differences is that someone that has a strong habit of reading and does it regularly has an identity of someone who reads, someone who finds time to read, and someone who makes decisions throughout their day to prioritize that and organize that. Now, if we break that down into the micro-moments of your day and where you hit these forks in the road where you could do one thing versus another, if you have a, an internal infrastructure, belief system, thought system, that when there's free time or there's a bit of a lull in your day, that that gets used for catching up on emails or podcasts or calling someone you need to have a, a call with, then it, it's not going to feel right to insert reading into that sp- that space. It's all the the emotional system, the behavior system, the what I'm calling just the infrastructure is organized and conditioned in such a way that there are things that feel more comfortable to put into that slot. Whereas somebody that has more of an identity as a, a reader, and it might not be an overt identity, it's not like they're 
walking around with a sign on their head that says, I'm a reader. But their system is organized in such a way that when there are those lulls, the thing they go to is, uh, is picking up the book, even for you know a page or two pages. Well, that is going to support that habit more and more so that over the long term, it's integrated more seamlessly into that person's life. So even though this might be like a time management thing and making it more priority, the prioritizing it is a a much deeper kind of conditioning that is more connected to uh, a sense of identity and like, am I the kind of person that does this sort of thing? And the reason this is so important, because if, if we're not aware of that, if we're not aware that doing something new or, or integrating a simple habit like wanting to read more, um, that that is not going to feel natural to us, then we're, we're most likely going to get stuck because we'll reactively, as we're in the flow of our day, just default to what's most comfortable and what we're most used to. Maybe in the early stages, we'll be able to maintain the habit because we're very intentional about it. But we will start to default to what feels most comfortable and what makes most logical sense on a a more subconscious level. So let me give you another example to make this clearer because this feels really important and I'm not sure I'm communicating it effectively. The idea for this podcast actually came from uh, a self-awareness within myself around making uh, certain changes. So one thing that I'm not great at is staying connected to, uh, to people, uh, to friends, to family. Um, I, I think as I've talked about on this podcast, I, I do get very immersed in my work and my teachings and uh, travel quite a bit, and um, yes, I'm like can be fully present in those spaces. Um, but it, it, I have friends that are very good at like sending Christmas cards, very good at uh, texting frequently, making phone calls, and like making sure they do that regularly. It's just like a part of of who they are. But me, I I can often go uh, long periods of time without connecting to people that. I do really care about. And and that makes me sad because I don't want to live my entire life that way. I, I have noticed that pattern since I was young. Um, I just get a lot of excitement and enthusiasm around things that I'm working on. And I don't feel as much of an innate draw um, to nurture those relationships. There's like a sense in the back of my mind that, that they'll be there. And then when I'm back in those spaces, I'll connect with those people. But as I get older, uh, now that I'm 30, <laughs> I'm realizing that these relationships do need to be nurtured. And I want to be someone that does that more diligently. But I have made that, um, I've made that an intention for myself uh, many times, I'd say, throughout the last decade. And, and yet, it doesn't seem <laughs> to sustain itself. So I, I had this recognition the other day that, that acting in the way and making decisions and behaviors uh, along the lines of someone that does stay connected to other people, um, that just doesn't feel like right to me. <laughs> Maybe I'm not saying this right. Um, 
there's something in my system that doesn't feel innately drawn to that or um, doesn't uh, doesn't justify it in the same way someone else would justify it. So what do I mean by that? Well, um, let's say I'm I'm in the car and I'm driving and I've had like a long chunk of time where I've, I'm working on emails, recording meditations, podcast stuff. And now I have like a half an hour in the car alone. Well, my what feels most right to me is like to catch up on an audio book during that time or to use that space in silence um, to, to rejuvenate and reflect. And that, that feels just like right for me. But another person that is very good at like staying in touch with people that's that's a time that they would they would see that as a moment of no this is when I call this person this is when I catch up with this person but my system feels more drawn to something else I'll I'll give you another example and this is actually the example that has prompted what I've been thinking about in the last few weeks and also the idea for this episode I was walking down the hall of my apartment back from the garage um, a, a few weeks ago and uh, it was like, I don't know, midday, and I was just thinking, okay, I have to get this done, then this done, then this done, then this done, <laughs> and this done. It was just like, it took me all the way to, to 10 p.m. And they weren't like totally mandatory things, but just things that, that needed my attention and projects I was also working on, and things in general I felt needed to be done. And I, I just, like, I, I then found myself like trying to fit in, um, when I was going to call someone back that I needed to call back and then quickly said, all right, I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. But I've done that pattern so many times before, like I'll do that tomorrow and then it just doesn't get done. And there was this recognition of like, oh, someone that is good at staying connected to people that really nurtures relationships must think differently in these moments that I'm in right now. Instead of of feeling like, okay, all of this needs to get done and then the relationship or the, the phone call will happen afterwards, that must take priority in their minds and then they build out everything else around it. And <laughs> it was just a big wake-up call because it didn't feel like nothing in my body felt aligned with that. It just It, it just seemed to make more sense that of course I have these things to do because this is what needs to get done and yada 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 and then you know these these friendships it's not like I'm totally neglecting these people but like to nurture it I can do that later you know that that can wait a little bit these people are still going to love me I'm still going to love them but someone that actively nurtures it makes that a priority so you might be hearing this and just being like I don't what's what's the big point here Corey this sounds so obvious and this might be one of those things where this feels more like a big revelation to me than it actually is but the big the big realization that I found is that I can't follow what feels right in those moments I have to actually use logic logic over feeling at least with this exploration because my the feeling my body my what what feels natural and right and comfortable is to just sort of like go do work in that moment but logically I know that if I want to nurture those relationships that's what I have to do so the question I've been working with, and it's taken us 12 minutes to get here, but this is the main 
thing I want to communicate to you in this episode is when you're working with certain changes that are a bit of a paradigm shift for you, like they're, it's just, you're not the kind of person that does that, but there are other people that are the kind of people that do that. I want you to ask yourself the question, what would a person who is good at blank do in this moment? What would a person who is good at blank do in this moment? So the question I ask myself and have been asking myself more of, what would a person who is good at connection do in these moments? What would a person who is good at sustaining and nurturing important relationships do in this moment? How would that person think about this situation? How would they act in this situation? And that connects me more logically to the mind of that person, which then in turn kind of creates the emotion that makes me feel more aligned with that behavior. So it's a simple question, but it's one that I've found to be quite powerful and really necessary for inhabiting a a new identity and holding myself accountable to that new identity. So what's the, the cliff notes of this podcast episode? If you're working with a difficult change and it just doesn't feel natural, and most changes aren't going to feel natural, instead of just trying to wait until that felt sense uh, or that momentum to go in that direction comes, see if you can ask yourself the question, what would a person who is good at this do in this moment? How would a person who is good at this think in this moment? How would a person who is good at this behave in this moment? And see how that impacts how you think, how you feel, and how you act. Try this out. Have some fun with it. It's an ongoing practice, and I thank you for your practice of growing into all the many dimensions of your humanness. You are a better force in the world for yourself and for others uh, as a product of doing this kind of work and introspection. So thank you. I will talk to you soon, and until next time, take care. Hey, before you go, I got a quick announcement different than a lot of my other usual announcements. Um, I eventually want to start doing interviews on this podcast. It will still include the, the daily talks that I do every day, but I am very interested in more long-form content, hour-long edi- uh, interviews with really great minds that uh, are connected to topics we're talking about on this podcast and just related to getting a little better uh, at life each day. Um, and I, I only want to start doing those interviews um, if I can have in-depth conversations with people I'm really interested uh, in talking to that are doing really uh, powerful uh, and interesting work in the world. And to get conversations with those people often means having a, a bigger platform. Now, practicing human is getting there. We are doing great as a podcast Um, But one of the things that indicates how a podcast is doing and how receptive the audience is are the reviews and the ratings. We're at about 540 five-star reviews, I think 190 uh, ratings. Um, 
the where I have in my mind right now is once we get to a thousand ratings, that's when I'm going to start reaching out to guests because that's when I think I could get some really uh, high caliber people. So my invitation to you, if that is something that you're interested in and if you want to see Practicing Human evolve in that direction, uh, and if you've been listening and you do enjoy what you're hearing, uh, if you could leave a rating and review on iTunes, it doesn't take very long and it will help us get closer to that direction where we can um, become a platform that um, that bigger names would be interested in coming on and really get into some cool in-depth conversations that expand on much of the work that we're doing here. So I'll talk about this more in upcoming weeks. I don't want to belabor this point because I know it's annoying to constantly hear like, "Hey, rate and review this podcast." But I do want to know. I do want you to know like where that intention is coming from and what I have in my mind for um. Uh, as, as I guess, strategy, I guess you could say, to, um, to really help take this to the next level. So if you're able to right now, just head over to iTunes. Again, only takes like a couple minutes tops to leave a rating and review, and it really does go a, a long way toward, toward this end. So thanks so much. I will talk to you soon. And until then, as always, have a day and take care.